Well, hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of, of Real Life. I'm Lisa, and today we are going to be talking about dependent personality disorder, better known as DPD. This podcast is not intended to replace therapy, counseling, or seeing a psychiatrist. All information is researched and opinions are my own. I am an inpatient mental health registered nurse and professional content developer. So, a dependent personality disorder, this is the sixth podcast episode in our personality disorder series. So let's get right to it. Dependent personality disorder. An individual with DPD suffers from neediness that is marked by an over-reliance on others. Their emotional and physical needs are actually dependent on the people to whom they are closest. Dependent personality disorder is a pervasive and excessive need to be cared for, and it leads to submissive and clinging behavior as well as fears of separation. You've heard of separation anxiety? Well, that's where that comes into play. This pattern begins by early adulthood and is present in a variety of contexts. The dependent and submissive behaviors are designed to elicit caregiving and they arise from a self-perception of being unable to function adequately without the help of others. So as you can see, this can be a really debilitating uh, situation. Individuals with DPD have great difficulty making everyday decisions, such as what clothes to wear. Now, again, they have great difficulty making everyday decisions without excessive advice and reassurance from others. And these individuals tend to be passive and allow other people, normally one other person, to take the initiative and assume responsibility for most major areas of their lives. Adults with this disorder typically depend on a parent or spouse to decide where they should live, what kind of job they should have, and which people to befriend. Adolescents now with this disorder 
may allow a parent to decide the clothes that they wear, with whom they should associate, and how they should spend their free time and what school or college to attend. These individuals seek support and approval and therefore cannot express opinions or disagreement, especially with those they are dependent on. They feel so unable to function alone that they'll just agree with things that they feel are wrong rather than risk losing the help of those to whom they look for guidance. And individuals with this personality disorder find it difficult to initiate projects or work independently. They may go to extreme lengths to obtain nurturance and support from others, even to the point of volunteering for unpleasant tasks if such behavior will bring the care that they're seeking and that they really need. Individuals with this disorder feel uncomfortable or helpless when they're alone because of their exaggerated fears of being unable to care for themselves. This condition is inflexible, maladaptive, and can cause dysfunction and distress. So symptoms. People with this disorder do not trust their own ability to make decisions and feel that others are more equipped to make the decisions for them. They may feel devastated by loss and separation and may even suffer abuse to stay in a relationship. They may belittle themselves and their abilities and frequently refer to themselves as stupid. Other signs and symptoms, as cataloged by the DSM-5, would include a pervasive and excessive need to be taken care of that leads to submissive and clinging behavior and fears of separation beginning by early adulthood and present in a variety of contexts as indicated by five or more of the following. First, they have difficulty making everyday decisions without an excessive amount of advice and reassurance from others. Next, they need others to assume responsibility for most major areas of their life. They also have difficulty expressing disagreement with others because of fear of loss of support or approval. It doesn't include realistic fears of retribution, though. I want to make sure I clarify that, okay? Um, then they have difficulty initiating projects or or doing things on their own because of a lack of self-confidence and judgment or abilities rather than a lack of motivation or energy. They go to excessive lengths to obtain nurturance and support from others to the point of volunteering to do things that are unpleasant. 
they also feel uncomfortable or helpless when they're alone because of exaggerated fears of being unable to care for themselves. And they urgently seek another relationship as a source of care and support when a close relationship ends. And then they are unrealistically preoccupied with fears of being left to take care of themselves. Now, I also want to add a couple other things. There's other personality disorders that I want to kind of include in this, and you'll understand why once I explain it. First, other personality disorders may be confused with dependent personality disorder because they have certain features in common. So DPD and borderline personality disorder are commonly characterized by the fear of abandonment. However, people with borderline personality disorder tend to react to abandonment with feelings of emotional emptiness, rage, and demands versus individuals with dependent personality disorder usually react with increasing appeasement and submissiveness and 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 they urgently seek replacement relationships to provide caregiving and support dependent personality disorder and histrionic personality disorder, which we will be talking about in our personality disorder series, um, are often characterized by a strong need for reassurance and approval. So both DPD and histrionic personality disorder, again, are both often characterized by a strong need for reassurance and approval. People with histrionic personality disorder, however, may flirt excessively with multiple people to get the attention they need. At the same time, those with dependent personality disorder usually focus on a few caregivers with whom they are self, well, with those they are just docile with. So dependent personality disorder and now avoidant personality disorder are characterized by feelings of inadequacy, hypersensitivity to criticism, and a need for reassurance. People with avoidant personality disorder tend to avoid and withdraw from relationships until they are certain they will be accepted. In contrast, people with dependent personality disorder usually have a pattern of seeking and 
maintaining connections with others that they deem important. Well, let's talk about a couple of things here now. How does a person with dependent personality react when a relationship ends? So when a close relationship ends, such as a breakup with a lover or the death of a caregiver, individuals with DPD may urgently seek another relationship to provide the care and support they need. In fact, they are often preoccupied with fears of being left to care for themselves. I mentioned that, and it's worth mentioning again. Another question. Are dependent personalities drawn to narcissists or even histrionic people? Narcissistic, histrionic, borderline, or antisocial personalities fall under what we call uh, cluster B disorders. And these people are more erratic. People with dependent personalities are drawn to those with cluster B disorders. The dependent person will give the cluster B disordered person exactly what they need. Praise and high regard. It becomes a type of symbiotic relationship where the cluster B disordered person is in charge and makes all the decisions. The, the cause of DPD is unknown. And the, the disorder usually appears in early adulthood and individuals who experienced separation anxiety disorder or chronic physical illness in childhood or adolescence are actually at a higher risk of developing DPD. The prevalence of this disorder in the general population is estimated at less than 1%. More women than men have been found to have dependent personality disorder. Now, remember I talked about a cluster B personality? It was narcissistic, histrionic, borderline, antisocial personality. Those were the cluster B disorders. Your DPD is a cluster C disorder because other cluster C personality disorders include avoidant, and obsessive compulsiveness. For the most part, people who have a cluster C disorder suffer from fearful or anxious thoughts and behavior. So what about treatment? That's the last thing I, I want to talk about is the treatment of DPD. 
People with DPD should consider psychotherapy for treatment. Cognitive behavioral therapy focuses on maladaptive thinking patterns and the beliefs that underlie dependent thinking and resolving symptoms or traits that are characteristic of the disorder, such as the inability to make important life decisions or the inability to share power in relationships. This disorder often requires long-term therapy or treatment. They, there may be other underlying conditions. Therefore, medication may be helpful. Antidepressants, sedatives, and tranquilizers are often prescribed for patients with dependent personality disorder who suffer co-occurring conditions. It's a, this disorder really creates a state of anxiousness. And here's the takeaway for this episode. There are many circumstances when a person may show traits similar to this dependent personality disorder, but don't necessarily qualify for an official DPD diagnosis. For instance, in some cultures, dependent behaviors are a socially and culturally acceptable norm. Similarly, some religions require submissive behavior from certain individuals of the household. DPD and other personality disorders are most commonly treated with, as I said, psychotherapeutic methods such as the CBT and or a regimen of medications, as I said. So even though psychotherapy is essential for the treatment of DPD because of its nature, some people experiencing the disorder may be reluctant to speak with the therapist. Issues around accessibility, scheduling, and finances may also be present as far as barriers to seeking a treatment. So if intense feelings of inadequacy and dependency on others are interfering with daily functioning, it's probably time to speak to a mental health professional. If you know someone who seems to fit the criteria of DPD, they may need you to help them take the first step to getting help. This is Real Life. I'm Lisa. Stay well.